0: Hello, my name is Hentayumi. I am Usai Boogie. Welcome to the Gizverse
1: Podcast.
0: The <laughs> show dedicated to the King Wizard and the Lizard Wizard Universe.
1: Yo man hot take. I honestly think that album is the best album that they've come out with. We need more
0: cookies. A multi-dimensional universe with an invisible face. Welcome to an altered future, brother. Once created by a band, is now sustained by its fans.
1: Uh-oh. <laughs> I hear the road train a comin',
0: baby. It's a comin'. Open the door to your mind's cause. Here are your hosts. Tommy O'Neill, and Trance in Trunk. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Hey guys, what's up? Uh, welcome it. to
1: the show. Welcome to the podcast, man. Happy to be here. Hey, everybody. Happy giz-giving, everybody. You know what I mean? Happy giz-giving. Giz-gizzing? Or... Happy Thanksgiving, however you, whatever part of the world you're from. however you guys want to celebrate it, you're welcome. You're welcome to celebrate it with us, but with we us, we do guys. celebrate. This might be controversial nowadays, but we do celebrate the GIZ holidays. So that's, you know, we want to make sure we recognize in our thankfulness for the for the GIZ verse. Um. So, I'll, All day, all night, my friend For sure, man Th- I'm, I'm thankful for mo- most of all for you in this podcast right now And uh, all the recent announcements that we just had going on Recent Ooh, daddy Real recent, you know what I mean, bro? Recent hot, hot announcements Fresh Yeah But are they recent? Gives, given Or are we just living in a universe that just keeps repeating itself over and over and over again? Because there were rumors of such Hmm <laughs> But now, I feel like we're just living in a simulation that caters completely to us. You know what I mean? An
0: automation simulation, if you will.
1: Automation?
0: Chew on that. Simulation. Automation simulation, bro. Chew on that as we fade into digital black. I like it, man. Digital Black Friday coming soon. I like it, man.
1: I like it. Um, If you guys don't know what we're talking about, of course, the new residency announcements that King Gizzard just brought on us. So... This is a different. This is this is kind of a thing. Now this podcast is going to go a little deeper. We're gonna we're gonna talk about the Red Rocks uh, shows. Obviously, we're gonna talk about kind of break them down a little bit. Probably talk about our favorite shows, doom, doom, doom. favorite songs. Doom, doom, doom. Uh, there's some things oh. I gotta rub in Bryant's face. Um, yeah, some jealous moments of some some bitter boogie, if you will. Yes, hate and to say it. That's okay. Sometimes in life you gotta <laughs> be bitter before you can boogie. You know what I mean? So true. Damn it, Tommy. That's that's true. a lesson we can learn. But I think we that's should. That's a true lesson. I, I think we should start it off right and just talk about the announcement a little bit. So, first off, yeah, I agree. They tested it. Would you? I maybe I'm obviously in Australia. They've done residencies and they've tested these waters out, so they're familiar. Yeah, that's right. True. They're familiar and comfortable with this arena. So I is the question – They've so they've done festivals, and maybe they've played multiple nights on festivals, so that's another way that you could say that they've done residencies before. But was Red Rocks the first real attempt at this type of venue to see, okay, can we sell out this type of venue this many times back-to-back? Back? Was Red Rocks the first attempt at that? Because I feel like it was, and I could be wrong. Hmm.
0: Um, I think, uh, yeah, I think you're 100% right, actually, uh, which I mean, you know, first attempt, tough to say, because I feel like this whole last tour was an attempt, you know what I mean, I feel it was all creeping, they had a lot of flexes on that last US tour, I mean, them, for example, doing Bonnaroo, and then turning around, coming to Florida for the first time ever, and playing Miami, they sell out the Miami show, and they add another Miami show the day after, totally different set, that's, you know, a flex man you know like for for these guys and turns out her through the grapefra through the grapevines through a good friend of ours named simon through the great show and through the grapevines they came to miami strictly because it was just cheaper to fly out of miami than it was another city here you know so uh to fly back to australia so super cool how things like that work but to your point yeah i definitely think so i think that cemented them it's like yo we just played these shows we added a third red rock show that shows big time venues we could probably fill some people up in this joint for sure for sure
1: i agree with you big time venues i agree with you and there's a couple other announcements that alluded to i would say their ability to sell out some massive venues the uh, madison square garden um i think we talked about that in the previous podcast
0: that and, and listen they didn't announce anything about that so i still think there's more announcements to come I almost feel like, because really, if you you think of the tour, and these guys are used to touring their asses off, I get the residencies, why they would do it. I mean, it shrinks your tour down like this. You stay in one city. You can explore that city as a band, have a good old time. That's great. But these guys are used to touring for a long amount of time. So the fact that uh, I'm sure they're going to announce some festival sets, and I still think there's a few other shows that might be flirting
1: around. MSG? I don't know. We'll see about that. Maybe that's 2024. Yeah, and realistically, the only way you would know this information is if you did follow and subscribe or do whatever and, you know, do that with this podcast so you would know those type of things. But probably if you followed the Instagram is the the best way to know this hot, sharp, cutting-edge King Gizzard information. Um, Cutting-edge, fresh off the boat. It is fresh off the boat. Speculation? I don't think so. I think we knew about Eric Moore leaving the band before anyone else. (laughs) Departing, departing. We knew. We knew. We saw them (laughs) signing together. At first, I thought it was me that Stu was so upset with, but clearly it was Eric. They were fighting. (laughs) They had stuff going on, and I understand now. I I full on get it. Stu, I love you, buddy. It's all making sense. It wasn't me. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't me. Okay. So sorry. (laughs) Second scoop, or second step of the scoop. Do you think the residency's a good idea for King Gizzard? Are it, it Rather, is this the, a, a good next step for them? And is this something that's going to be consistent, or is this just kind of like, eh, uh, uh. Because recently they've all pretty much gotten married, if they're not all married now. And they're having kids now. They're moving into that next stage in life, and I understand that next stage in life a hundred percent. I think yeah. missing your wife happens when you're on the Rizode, and I, I get it. I get why they would want to reel that back a little bit and make it more like, okay, let's see if we can, you know, we'll go travel because for them traveling to the United States is it's not a two-hour drive, you know, it's not or a two-hour <laughs> flight even. Yeah. It's a big deal, and. I think that's why they brought their families, you know, and a lot of times on parts of the tour, if not the whole part of the tour, so whole part of the tour, whole tour. So I understand why it would make sense. Um, What do you think about this next step? Is it a next step or is it just like something fun to do? Like they're just dabbling, diddling like they always do.
0: Dabbling and diddling. Love some diddling. Uh, Let's see here. I think it's uh, all the above. I think it is the next step, but I think they are kind of dipping and diving also. Um, Next step, it's the totally, for the band, the most understandable step for everything you pointed out. I mean, less time on the road, more family time potentially, even though I did hear that Stu's mom was coming to the Red Rock shows next year. um, So that sounds really cool. Actually, that's, um, that has to be amazing. Um, So, I mean, they, they're, man, they're in a position now. And of course, Australia is not close, obviously. But they're in a position now where, you know, the boys are making okay money, man. I'm not I'm not count I'm not trying to count their pockets, but Whoa. like if they trying to bring the fam Whoa. if they trying to bring the fam out to party with them for a little bit, I think they can make it happen, dude. You know? Um so for them, it's great. I think they will at some point miss the small venues and those little intimate shows. And I, I think there will be a run of that in you know, down the line in the future, maybe not this year. I'm sorry, maybe not next year or the year after that, but I think down the line. But great for the band for the fan i think it has its pros and cons pros and cons uh travel travel wise it's good maybe you could just revolve your trip on one on like one um one set of shows and hope to get tickets but when for example like the most hyped up show of a tour holds 1400 people and tickets sell out in two minutes on three different days it's just a little tricky for, for fans. You this know? is a lot of people that won't be able to make it. Uh,
1: uh, and I, I have to caveat this. I don't want to cut you off because I, I, I know you got a lot of great points that you're about to make, but we do have to caveat this. I was buying tickets yesterday because you put you bullied me into it and Hey Tommy, man. We gotta do this, we gotta do that. Um and I noticed that people were already reselling. So it's not <laughs> It's not the fans that are selling that shit out immediately. It's assholes that are selling that out. I, you know, maybe I don't know what the percentage is. I don't, but sure. There's some assholes out there that are definitely fan oh, doodling yeah. what the situation is, and the fans have to fan doodle. Dude, for the sure. two day passes sold out immediately – or the two show passes or whatever sold out immediately. So they're like two hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. Mathematically, that doesn't make any sense. Like, so if I just buy one of the each shows, then I'm, I'm paying <laughs> less. Like that doesn't make sense. So, uh, yeah, dude, I that's it all sold out crazy. That's fast. the problem. And what I I don't know how it works. Maybe there's an algorithm to it where. You know, oh, I just got an eye on, I know what shows are going to be popular, like, what a gig, how would you know that? Like, that's an interesting thing that you would know. But I would, right? so my next conclusion would be that it's fans of King Gizzard knowing that this is a popular show and they know it's going to sell out, and then they're taking advantage of that situation, and that sucks. That sucks, and I, I, I'm, and maybe, yeah, maybe, that, I, maybe I'm speculating here, but that fucking sucks. And anyways, it, it really does. That's my caveat to what you were saying about um, the benefits, the pros, and the cons. So that goes into the con section, I believe. When the website, it's not the band. I'm not blaming these guys. I'm saying though, no. it's Axis no. that ela- it's on the website. It says resells. On the bottom of I did that. It's not mirrored. It uh, on the website it says resells, so it tells you, hey, this is a resale. Whatever on access, it's a, yeah, that, that's annoying. So Axis makes money off of your resells. That's fucked up. Even though they charge eighteen dollars a convenience charge, and you can't just like add them up in your fucking cart, and then it's crazy, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I I don't like how they have it set up, and I don't like how I saw an interview of Kurt Cobain. And he heard that Madonna was charging $50 for. I don't know. Have you seen this? Uh, I think so, yeah. He heard that Madonna was charging $50. He's like, what the fuck? He was pissed. And then his bandmate was like, oh, we were thinking about charging $25. And Kurt Cobain's face that he makes to him is hilarious. He's like, no, we're not. (laughs) No, we're not. Like, did you want to pay fucking $25 when you were a kid to see the band that you couldn't wait to see? Dude, you couldn't afford it. Like broke kids couldn't afford it. So imagine you just trying to see King Gizzard right now. $50 to see them at Red Rocks. Let's be real. It's going to cost, you know, all things said and done, it's going to cost a little at least a little more than that gas. You know what I mean? 60-70ish, let's say. Having a good time buying a beer maybe. That's a lot. You know, that's a lot. It's, yeah that's a lot bro. yeah it's definitely a lot so of dough. like that goes into the con section versus what you were talking about see him at the tabernacle was not that situation i don't even think but as the commodity goes up the price goes up and as a podcast yeah. that definitely benefits off of this i it's it's a weird situation but it goes into the con section for me and i just wanted to throw that caveat out there um as you break it down a little further and farther I,
0: I think all that is, is, is really relative, you know? And, like, I, I don't – ticket price doesn't bug me, man. Um, I'll I'll pay. And, again, like you mentioned it too, it's not the band's fault. You know, the band is killer. They're a hot commodity, bro. These venues charge a lot for artists regardless. So, for example, the Cavern in Tennessee, like, it's a in venue. They really want to play the venue. So it's super cool. I think the people that bought it, it was just a completely mixed bag. I, I, cause I know personally, dude, three different group chats – All buzzing like crazy. Everybody, like, listen, man. I'm gonna try to grab as many. Let's go, so we can listen. If if I get too many, even better. I got one for you. This and that. It was the effort put in was really wholesome because everybody was really going after it. It was it was sad seeing. I think out of maybe 40 people in these group chats, I know like seven that got tickets or something. You know, so it is unfortunate. You know, we're talking to some like super fans that at the moment aren't able to make it. Mystery Jack isn't going to the show the guy who records i think uh R- third red rocks was a 65 65th gizzard show he records all these amazing shows and he doesn't have a ticket like that's the stuff that bugs me you know but again you know i i you know, people's in incentive for getting them is, it's all different but i i do think a lot of gizzard fans got these tickets well i know quite a few did so that's good i'm just i'm just jealous i won't be able to be there at the moment on the wait list we'll see how it goes But there is, you know, Red Rocks didn't sell out like that. You can still cop a Red Rocks ticket right now. Um, I think one of the Chicago shows sold out. Uh, Seattle, uh, sorry, Washington, I think maybe one or two. By the time the podcast came out, who knows? Maybe they'll all be sold out. But um, yeah, I don't know. So I I guess this was just a very particular show. So I don't want to be too sour about these particular shows. But, you know, what are you going to do?
1: I'm I'm just a fan, bro. I, I just love them so bad. Well, we'll talk about it a little bit more too, um, while we're when we get into the shows, which is going to be in about two seconds. So strap in, um, strap in, strap in. It is. If you don't like the venue, that also sucks because it's going to be three nights in a row and like or three shows in a row, whatever it is, partying. That sucks. There's not an option for you. Now that sounds a little odd when I'm saying that because there's people around the world, uh, you know, King Gizzard, the closest place that they, they can get to King Gizzard is a state away that they have to drive to. And so, so, so So like... For some people, literally a country away, bro. Yeah. So... Absolutely. What are you talking about, Sammy? You're right. You're right. I'm wrong. And that's that's uh, a thing that I can bitch about, but... I think the Red Rocks one will not sell out immediately because of the venue and they st- type of show that you're watching versus the one at chicago and the one at the uh tennessee and i don't know what the seattle venue looks like but having to sit big outdoor right but okay woodstock looking (laughs) so like that's more king gizzard vibe having to sit there and watch king gizzard i appreciated it the first time the second time i was like okay the third time I was like, this kind of sucks. Like, I, I want to be up there. Like, I want to be kind of mixing it up, moving around. And we'll get into that a little Push more. It. But, like, that's – if you don't like the venue, then that that can be a problem, I think. And it, if it, it – I don't think Red Rocks is a bad venue. You know what I mean? If you're uh, – I don't want to start shitting on stuff. But if it, it's not – I like you said, the smaller venues are a little more – punk rocky and a little you can it's a loose baby loose yeah it's one of those things where you're watching the phoenix rise and you're not going to be able to play with it in your backyard anymore you got you gotta let it go you gotta you gotta let it oh i
0: like that t-bone
1: i like that you gotta let it sell out the the, the, the fucking hollywood bowl bro you
0: gotta like, "Ah! Ah!" like that is but, but you, you still have the phoenix. You, you still see the phoenix fly, and the and the phoenix respects you. You know, there's there's a lot of love between you and the phoenix. But like, you know, you can't control the phoenix. You know, it's like, it's, it, it does its thing. Do you remember when the Hollywood Palladium was a big deal? When they were like, "This is the biggest show we've ever done in the U.S." Digital black. Now they're going to the Hollywood Bowl, bro. Like, more proud of them, I truly could not be. It's just like, yeah. I'm, like, jealous of previous us, you know? It's such a trippy thing to feel. Of we like, knew
1: it, though. We weren't... We, we
0: knew, we've no, always known we, this, We man. knew
1: that. We knew that for sure when we were watching those shows. We were mentioning it. We were talking oh, about it. Man. There's podcast episodes that talk about it where we're just, like, this is something that's an ongoing theme where we're, like, fuck. We're trapped in the moment. Um, But we have heard them say this is the biggest show we've ever done in the United States. Yeah. So many times, dude, we've been present for that moment a lot. They could just say it a lot. I don't know, but like we've seen a lot of epic venues that they've been at. For and sure. It's been cool. Yeah,
0: man, that's very cool. It is cool. Yeah.
1: Um, it isn't absurdly expensive unless you're going to all three shows. So if I was going to one show, it wouldn't be one, It you know, but like seeing them for like 200 bucks almost, it's like, yeah, that it, it's unreasonable to think that fans are going to do that, but I don't believe that that's the case. I think that these shows are not designed for everyone to go to. Even though they have the two-show pass, right. I think they're more designed, because it was limited, I think they're more designed for people to go and enjoy them who haven't seen them before. Uh, but, but I could be wrong about mm. that. I don't know. Could be wrong. Probably not, because... That's a lot of shows to do back to back and I don't think that they're trying to put on a movie. I think they're just ch- they're trying to help people see them. And some of these places are iconic and I think they're doing the best they can uh, to get and that's where Madison comes in. I think that's a bit that's a hard place to book a decent show. That allows enough people to do oh, bro, It's that's like, a how are they making man. any money? You know, it's like, okay, well, we got to we got to go big. So that's really the only that's a it's in my opinion. I don't think it's anti fan. I think it's very pro fan to to be like, how OK, how many people can we get to see us where we're not screwing anybody over where we don't get screwed over? And the you know manager's like, well, you didn't sell out. And that's not going to happen. So they're <laughs> fine. We're going back to Australia. Because There are people that will <laughs> fly across the world to see them. Oh, dude. Especially yeah, something man. iconic. So it's it, it it's all it, it go like you said, it goes back and forth. There's pros and cons. There's pros and cons to it all. Uh I I, I think there in is. some cases there's more cons than pros, and in others there's more pros than cons. I would like to see them at the Chicago shows. Uh salt the salt factory. <sighs> that would be tight i i actually even think maybe uh,
0: a couple of those sold out already i'm not sure on that um but also i think i think i think for some shows there will be more availability down the line you know like i think if hollywood if i heard hollywood bowl sold out you could find a ticket to that you know what i mean um down down the line um stuff like that so i'm still yeah I'm, i am pretty open to this i i think you said um this does feel for the fans, people that haven't seen them. I would I don't disagree with you, but I would also argue that this feels this tour feels like it's for King Gizzard. As of right now, let's say they don't add any more dates to what's announced right now. One month in the United States, a few venues. Well, it's definitely regional. They have like it's in different spots of the US, which is really cool. But it's also like um spots that they super wanna play at. They loved Red Rocks, they're playing it again. These other the the cavern, that's like Flaming Lips is done. New Year's Eve shows there. Wayne Cohen from Flavor Lips is a huge King Gizzard fan. Like, they wanna play that venue, they're playing it too. You know, uh, and I'm sure they wanna explore that venue, bro. They have like I don't know if you saw on the tickets, they have like a uh, cavern tours where you explore the caves and stuff before the show. I was like, dude, I wanna do that, bro. That sounds so tight. Um so it's it feels very like let's go have a good old time in in the US and let's make a bunch of money while we do it too, man. And yeah i i respect it i love it but it this it feels like a like a king gizzard tour
1: yeah and i i think it's cool to treat yourself treat yourself um with tours locations and if you can at least make a little money or break even while you're trying to do some fun vacationy stuff that's a while ripping our brains apart big benefit to having a career in that field so why not take advantage of it So, just to kind of, like, wrap it all up before we move forward here, all in all, do you believe that this is a reoccurring thing, or are they going to set up arena tours or theater tours more consistently along the way, or is it going to be residency tours? Are they dipping their toe in the water to see what they can do, or... Is this just, like you said, just for fun, test in the water? Because we make speculations on this podcast. Oftentimes they come true. So that's why I'm asking, uh, what do you you think? What are your speculations? Because I think that they're setting up to be like, no, this is our style of touring in the U.S. We're going to come here, do residencies, and then bounce out. Outside of doing cool festivals or whatever it might be, whatever it might be, events. TV show appearances, KEXPs, outside of doing that kind of stuff, which I think they'll just tag into everything. I don't know, I but I, I think that they're just going to do this from now on. They're really going to do more residency. What do you think? What's your opinion on that? Um, I'm, I'm
0: I'm right around there with you. It, it's just, it's the next stage of their progression as a touring, as a successful touring band. Um, yeah, it, it makes sense all around for them. I I think you know it's King Gizzard, bro. I think they'll mix it up. I think they will have tours in the future, like I said earlier, that will be a little more these other little venues, this and that. But that just it doesn't make sense to them after a while. It's like why would they be doing that? It's like amazing for us, of course. But I think this is even more of a tryout. That's why now I'm thinking, you know what? Maybe the MSG thing maybe that's like a 2024 thing i heard the papers were signed they were spotted at mass and square for a hockey game i think it was maybe a little more for the future than we're thinking they're like yeah let's show what you do with these see how that goes oh cool that's all selling out and it's like i think they're gearing up for that um and residencies i mean there's bands that do that now fish plays you know uh Madison Square, and score it's, it's insane so um yeah it's just a matter of time they're really they're they're blowing up man right in front of our eyes and it's uh it's like beautiful to see of course as, as the humble fan misses the teeny tiny stinky venues but that's all right dude we've we've also had I have I have to remind myself that we've had our share of it bro we really have man we've gone we've seen them on on pool patios you know at uh in different range and venues through, throughout the country man so yeah man we, we, we that was our too thought. blessed to be stressed that, man. that was our it's too blessed shot. to be
1: stressed I I, I really believe That if we weren't on acid and we had the wherewithal, we could have walked up to them and just been like, hey, man, can we ask you guys a couple questions on our phone real quick? They would have definitely said yes. I really believe that that was a missed opportunity uh, that Mm. we took full advantage of. I did take a picture with Stu, though. That was good. Here's something that I totally (laughs) forget about sometimes because we've been doing the podcast for a while. We We did that with Stonefield. We balled up a little bit. Yeah. That was a nerve-wracking conversation. Yeah. We were high. A l- With a our little equipment, dude. We were just like, <laughs> well, approaching women, too, where they like, it's like, dude, they get hit on and shit like that. Like, I'm not trying. Oh, yeah, it it was so weird to be like, hey, can we interview you for our King Gizzard podcast? Could. But right. they were so cool. They got it. They knew why we would be so interviewing nice. them. They're like, oh, yeah, fuck it, bro. Like, they got it. And that was really relieving process. But, like, it was just a nerve-wracking thing to go through. So, and that was later on. You know what I mean? That was later on from that. <laughs> so, we had to build up that kind of, <sighs> uh, oh, mama, we oh, do boy. Remember, but that was a missed opportunity. We could have early on got a little interview with Stu, at least. So hey, Stu, hey buddy. Let's roll this in, um, roll this in, and roll this out. We're gonna basically we're guaranteed gonna go to the Red Rock shows right now. We're probably it's gonna happening. go to the Hollywood Bowl show. Uh, that sounds fun. We d- and we'll let you know about the other shows because I know you guys message us a lot and try to figure out what shows we're gonna go to. Um, those are the ones guaranteed for now. I doubt that we're gonna go to all of them. That's a lot. My wedding anniversary yeah. is that month. Brian's wife's, uh, future wife's his fiance's. I hate that his fiance's <laughs> birthdays that month. There's a lot going on personally Chicago. for us. Yeah. So it's like really tough for us to guarantee that we're gonna be there at every show. Which is you know, it's not impossible because sold out doesn't mean sold out. Sold out means assholes bought it. Yeah. Now I maybe <laughs> there's sure. an app that they like see what's trending. And they're like, okay, and they just don't mind if buy I do. On the fucking, I don't know. I really don't know what how that happens. But I was amazed at how many resales were available. I was like, how many? And then they were like, dude, one hundred and fifty dollars. Like the balls. It it
0: just can't. is that what you saw, bro? I'm not exaggerating. I saw some six hundred, five hundred dollars for uh, Cavern yesterday. It just came out. Like, are you serious? That's In, almost immediately.
1: Yeah, dirty bro. I I made the mistake of buying a turkey too early. Uh, not that it oh. didn't go bad, but uh, I could have gotten it oh. significantly cheaper. I'm not gonna say how much cheaper. I don't want you guys to know my business, but <laughs> it was how much It much was one of those turkeys <laughs> that they like. I know there's probably a lot of vegans that listen to this podcast. I'm sorry. Uh, I. Uh, I'm not going to... Well, they treat the bird so good. Like they, It's one of these turkeys that they like love. You know what I mean? They genuinely treat it well its whole life um, before I eat it. it is. It, it has a fantastic yeah, life. Um, but I bought it... Yeah. And th- this might be one of those instances. For, do not buy those $600 tickets. Hey, from your boys at don't. the King Kiss Pos- Podcast, do not <laughs> buy those tickets. It ain't worth it. I don't care... What your brain is telling you, if you're listening to this podcast, it ain't worth it. Now, if you're listening, don't touch you, the turkey. If you're a different kind of human being, maybe it is worth it. Maybe how that that's a lot for two people to go twelve hundred dollars is like, and that's that's not fees. They'll like throw you know, hey, if he's willing to pay this, let's give him a hundred dollar fee on top of then, it. Then you, you definitely pay this, yeah, for then sure. You're camping, and then it's a whole thing. Good luck, because there's nowhere Grooving. to be over there. So. All those people that are gonna buy those tickets, you're camping. It's gonna be an experience. You better be down to camp. You better chipping money. I don't know what. The, I don't know. I hope people figure it out, and I hope people get to do get to experience real King Gizzard fans get to experience and benefit off of it, not just people that are trying to make money off of it. That is the biggest negative for me. Is I don't know yeah. how to regulate that more, except at, except selling the tickets directly from your website and not allowing resells, And I only know comedians that do that. Mm. I don't know any band that does that. I've heard, oh, you know what? I think Foo Fighters tried that. I think Foo Fighters did do that or something like that. Okay. They, I, and if it's not Foo I can Fighters, see some of that it's like it's like the complete opposite. It's like, did it something shady? <laughs> I, there was a band that did it. I don't remember, but... I do know that that's a thing. You cancel it directly from your website and make sure that your fans don't get fucked. Uh, I don't know if these venues force you to work. That's probably the case. They force you Mm -hmm. to work with certain ticket providers, but.
0: Which that's a thing. They're a lot of times with like Live Nation or whatever kind of companies that are just like boom, 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 boom. But I I could see that being a a progression in in Giz's future for sure. Even if like they did like a. Or like a directed fan club where even you pay like maybe a few bucks a month or whatever and you get like something like that. I could see that
1: being in the mix. Man, that would be crazy. It, it, if they did like an advanced um, selling through their website, that would be. I'd be totally down for that. I'd be totally down for it, that. It'd be smart. Yeah, and they'd get a lot of subscribers. I I I think maybe <laughs> that sounds fucked up. Like, oh huh, man, I don't know. Where you get, like, all access to their stuff. Amount. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Because how weird is that? How w- It's tricky. It's what, tricky. do we want a, a King Gizzard streaming service? I don't know. I don't know if that's... Oh, my God. Yeah, you know what I'm oh saying? Boy. Like, I, I don't know if Jesus uh, Christ. I, we want to be pro that or not. I think free content and then buy the material stuff, as funny as that sounds. So... That's the best relationship that I've seen with fans and like going to see them live. That's a, that's something you're going to, that's a thing you're going to take with you. It's an experience. Oh yeah. It's like not tangible, but it's an experience, something that is going to be in your brain until you die, hopefully, or, you know, getting a vicious car accident. Either (laughs) one. T-shirt, a record, something like that. It's a tangible thing that you're going to get from the artist I think that's the best way to benefit monetarily from people uh, rather than – I don't know. I don't know because the streaming – I don't know. Well, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. But I do know what we're going to run out of time. So we do do need to move on and just tackle these. Try to knock them out like seven minutes a piece. Let's be realistic. We're talking too much here. I can do that. Honestly, I can do that. Yeah, a piece. But then you throw me in the mix and it's like – we're both seven minutes apiece and 14 <laughs> minutes mix. a pop, and we're talking for the next 45 fucking minutes. Anyways, so first and foremost, thank you everybody that came out to the Red Rock show uh, sincerely. Definitely want to say thank you again to everybody. Unbelievable turnout, unbelievable representation of Giz community. The we all met. Giz love, up. all that fun stuff. It, it was incredible. During that whole process, Obviously, the Red Rocks Marathon shows happen, which I, for right now, am gonna say that that's the first American true residency that they had at the venues that we're talking about here. So that was an awesome experience. Thank you for everybody that came to the meetup, and we're definitely gonna do a second round of the meetup. Run it back. We're gonna run it, run back, it, back, run it back. back for sure. We're gonna run it back. Probably at a bigger venue. We're gonna make it a little more convenient. Maybe, Maybe not if we're doing that the same. Maybe a smaller. Holy one, shit, you know? dude! There was like 500, 600 people. Mix it up. We do need to. <laughs> uh, we'll be either way. We'll be more prepared. So whether it's the same venue, I think it's if obviously it's convenient if everybody went like it, it wasn't out of the way. You know, it's perfectly in between <laughs> the right. airport and Morrison. So. Anyways, we'll figure that out. Pull we'll up. figure that out li- <laughs> later on. Thank you, everybody that w- went to that meetup. The shows that were on Monday, Tuesday, and then again November second. I think it was a Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. So I think so too. Yeah. Memories are beautiful when you use them oh, properly. Yeah. So, right off rip. I'm gonna just ask you how you want to do this. Do you want to go and? dissension of like first night second night third night i feel like that makes the most sense or do you want to do something where we're doing our favorite night our second favorite night to the least favorite or vice versa you know least favorite second favorite how would you like to tackle this um i
0: think option a if you will uh i think like let's first night we dissect
1: each night. night and then we can wrap up with which night is our favorite So if you guys don't know exactly what we're talking about, the Red Rock shows to which we have a T-shirt for, I don't have it with me right now, but we have a very limited selection left. I don't even know if I'm allowed to say this on the podcast that we could sell these. I really don't know. But if you are at that Red Rock show and you want a T-shirt, message us. We might have a size for you. We might might have a size for you. We might be willing to part with a few because we did want to hold on to a couple for the next meetup. We'll talk about it, though. We'll talk about it. Just message us, because we don't want to screw you guys over. Chew on it, chew on uh, it. Plus, we got some other stuff that if you stay till the end of the show, you'll find out some secret little Santa Claus stuff that's that might be coming out. There's a secret little something. That, uh, we don't want to tell you. We don't want to tell you right now. you got to stay to the end of the podcast. So, I like, I like what you said, Brian. If you don't know what we're talking about, though, they did it three sets, two of them back-to-back, one of them a few weeks later. It's like a month. Pretty much a month later, a little under a month. Two weeks? Uh, yeah, right. Three-hour sets, including a 15-minute intermission. So it was really like an hour and 15-minute sets, uh, three of them. And – or no, two-hour and 15 minutes? Did I, I said that right? No, two-hour and 45 minutes because 'Cause three-hour sets. Do the math for me, guys. Yeah, I'm not three, a smart yeah. person. Yeah, so yeah. it was an hour and a half and then an hour and 15-minute set. So whatever that is plus together, that's what they did three times. Do the math, baby. So, let me know in the comment section. That's how we were approached by it and didn't know anything else, didn't know the sets or anything like that. So, no first night, Brian, day after the meetup, take me down it, bro. You got the sets in front of Anticipation's you. Anticipation's high. Give it to me, bro. What What did you think about day one, Monday? Excitement. Take me through your day excitement, a dude. Bit, very, I mean? very excitement.
0: Um, a lot of maybe not a lot a lot's an exaggeration some nerves growing up never been to red rocks didn't know what to expect didn't know what kind of like madness it would be busting through the doors there you know what i mean really really couldn't even picture it um pulling up there was cool that was nice getting up in there their sets were doing it um i love them starting with Mars for the rich that was fucking bananas that like rocked
1: off rip. I know that was one you like particularly wanted to hear. So, like, that's really yeah, tight. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I definitely wanted to hear it. I've never heard that live. So, opening up with it, that guitar riff is perfect. Bow, 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 bow. You, we looked at each other and you gave me a little look. You're like, yeah, I know, bro. <gasps> yeah, it's on. The... Yeah, I thought
0: that was a killer start. Very cool. You're, you're really just soaking in like the mountains at this point. You're looking around you're like, This venue is fire, man. Like This is where it's at. Um, Hell was really cool after that. Uh, Gentle Mountain (laughs) got me good. That was one of the ones that was like on Emily's ultra list to see. That was like her, I think like top three songs you wanted to see. So that was, if you were to ask her, that was the highlight of um, Red Rocks night one for her. So that was really cool. Um, Then they they, they went into the, um, the polygon want to land stuff, which again, I'm more excited for you on that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm notoriously not a super huge poly guy. I'm I'm amazed it hasn't completely clicked to me all the way yet. I listen to more and more hot like prog rock hot than take. ever in my life. I know. It, it feels hot and weird every time I talk about it, honestly, man. But uh, it's, it's like such a fan favorite, you know. So I'm grateful for it. I'm like, cool. They're playing that. People are really stoked right now. Going some nuclear stuff. I'm sorry. Flying Microtonal stuff. Nuclear Fusion. One. I was really stoked about all that's known. All that's known got me going hard, my good man. Yeah, I was on and popping about that yeah. one. Um, that's it's just so fun. It reminded me of the just the good old King Gizzard days. Uh, as I'm looking at it now, I'll call it right now: highlight of the show for me. Night one, Garden Goblin. I, I couldn't have been happier, dude. It's just, it's just so you know how, you know how I feel about Cook Cook Dog. Cook Dog is is my boy, and that song is killer already off Omnium, Omnium Gatherum. The live sound is so rocking. It sounded like mystical and weird and funny because it's just about his dogs. It's just like it's like wholesome and cute and silly. It was it was a lot of fun. I was really happy about that. Yeah, I
1: I always uh, I have me and my wife have two little uh, Boston terriers, and uh, we'll, we'll always have a Boston <laughs> terrier in our house. The, the best dog yeah. <laughs> ever. And we every time I hear that song, I'm I'm always. That's who I think of. Or my little garden goblins. My little my little baby garden goblins. They're they're monsters. One of them's a poop eater. It's fucking the most disgusting thing on the planet. Follows the other one around Classic garden Goblin. like it's a uh like it's an ice cream machine. Just dumping free <laughs> oh little treats soft everywhere. Serve, every soft. Baby. Get up in there. Oh ah, nah, nah, nah. It's the, the grossest That's shit. So gross garden goblins, man. What are you gonna do,
0: dude? Uh yeah, so that was very cool. Um the river they rocked the river. End of the set was Magma. And that's when
1: the first set? That's when I started feeling like filming, the first
0: yeah. the, the first half of the set or the first like sorry, yeah, yep, yeah, the first um the first portion. Oh yeah, I guess you could, it, it was two sets. So right, so the first end of the first set of the first night. You good? No, we know no we're so with you. You set. did it right. You
1: did it right. You good. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah magma was like oh the visuals were bananas so, oh shit. yeah so to really lock in the marathon portion of it i thought it was really cool that for the intermissions they just uh introduced laminated denim so i kept saying guys we're the world premiere because it's cool it's a two two song album the first 15 Shut minutes right intermission <laughs> yeah but I mean, dude you hear it hey we're the listen world listen to premiere. me i'm just kidding listen listen <laughs> So that was cool. One fifty minute side for the first intermission. Then the next night was the next intermission. The other 15 minutes, that's super cool. Um, what did they open with the next night? Oh, they opened the sex second set with Rattlesnake. I mean, hello.
1: That that was a banger. Like rock that, and roll. That was a um definitely. I I remember walking away saying, you know, for the most part, this is true for every song that I'm I, that I heard. It was the best version of every song that I've heard them play, and it should be. You know that that's that, very cool. Tommy they've played it that many times so it should be yes but there was genuine excitement behind it that they were stoked to be there they were stoked to play it fans were excited to hear it and the boppers that are i don't know what, the uh the singles the the ones that everyone knows rattlesnake's is an easy one i feel like cuz you, oh, you yeah. don't you can't memorize those lyrics and you might be in trouble um <laughs> That song, it was very exciting when it came on, um, for sure. It, 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 it banged. It,
0: it just starts. Something something that uh, I,
1: I, you might have forgotten uh, that I really, I, I don't even remember if we talked about it too much, but the first night, it was interesting. I noticed the deliberate effort to showcase each member of the band for a significant portion of time. It was. I love that. Yeah. This is Joey's time. Joey's gonna rock the sh- the shit out of this. I can't remember. if it, I think it was the first portion of the first night. I think it was the first set of the first night, if I'm not mistaken. And then it went to it, it, or it kept going. It kept going. But I think the first night, Cavs even soloed, uh, and they like. Was that night? They let one. Was that night one or night two? But I I think it was night one. I think it was night one, bro. I think it was night one. Because I remember uh, – He might have soloed – I mean, he solo, He probably yeah, soloed I three nights. Times, but I think it was night one that they did the showcasing of people because – and the reason I say this is because I don't think Cavs – or not Cavs. I don't think Cook um, played another one of his songs for the rest of the shows. So yeah, he no. got – hit. that's what I'm saying. So he got showcased – and I think it was in the first portion of the first set. If I'm not mistaken, you got the set in front of you. So yep. that if that's the case, I think I'm right here. They all, I And I found it really cool and interesting that they each got a time to shine. That's something we've talked about on this podcast quite a bit. Really neato Frito to see it live and, and, it is, is, and to see yeah. them all respect each other. So this is the thing that I'll, I'll say here is that. Everybody got showcased in the front, except for one guy. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Is Stewie. And Stew came out in the second portion of that first night and was like, yeah, 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 no problem. Check out these bangers that I wrote. Rattlesnake! Rattlesnake! And just like, <laughs> get, uh, he b- cracked that second portion, and he did microtonal shit and jammed for a while, which is very stew but that first night, right. that first night, the second portion of the first night, Stu was jamming quite a bit, quite a bit.
0: I, I remember I remember we, we did talk about that during the shows. Even uh, Brent mentioned that also. He's like, yeah, no, Stu, it was definitely like kumbaya, first set. Everybody, like, we're all <laughs> – it, it's all kumbaya, but you know what I mean. It was, it was a showcase of all their efforts, like uh, first, second. I mean, yeah, I mean, think about it. Set two: Rattlesnake, Automation, Honey, Sleep Drifter, yeah. Bang, and then it goes into in Ataraxia, which honestly is becoming. I like that song more and fucking more every time I hear it, man. I don't know what it is. It's just like, well, I do know what it is. It's 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 a Joey tune, and the lyrics are just getting me so damn hard, man. So but I was, if I could choose a word for it, is grateful. But before, uh, for them, I don't. I
1: don't, don't want to interrupt you, but before, even though I am. Before uh, anorexia, there is a jam that happens in between there that's like 10 fucking minutes long, bro. He's like cruising. And even at the end of the first night, I remember them saying, like, hey, we're running out of time or some shit like that. Like, we got to change what we're going to do. We were going to end it differently. And they Uh. they fucked up on time. And it's because they were jamming for a minute. Stu was jamming for a minute when they came back. Uh, And he was showcasing. He was showcasing. Very fucking cool. But yeah. Uh, Very uh, cool. Um, Anexia. You're, you're 100% right. Uh, it, it is a banger. Hearing it live more and more and hearing it brought... I like these songs that get brought back that we haven't heard in a while or maybe thought we'd we, never we, we, we hear. Don't mind it, if I do. They like No, we still got it. Check it out.
0: Check this out. Um, Evil Death Roll after that. Ice 5 was super fun. Um, Yeah, I'm running through these tracks a little bit, but... You know, uh, Lord Lightning. I've been itching to see that for a hot. We've seen it, but that was just like the right venue. It was, it was just hot. That was. Had to
1: double check the weather, man. Um, Trip, triple check (laughs) it.
0: Triple, yeah, man. Lord Lightning into Balrog. That's amazing. Trapdoor, hot water. You know how that goes. Uh, Grim Reaper. Okay, so Grim Reaper, and then ending with Planet B, as you just mentioned, they were supposed to end with Venusian Two and Am I in Heaven? and now am i in heaven is like you know top eight king gizzard songs for me man so it felt very red rocks to me and i would have adored a am i in heaven closer i was really bummed out to fear that they couldn't do it they ran out of time but there was that side of me also that were like yo we got how much we we got we got like four and a half five minutes let's hit him with planet b and then just like i know i know we talked about in that venue planet b Take, ah, oh man, I don't, it, it hit, it hit, it felt like a hot night and it felt very, see you tomorrow. Yeah. You know, and I, I that's what I said. That's why I said the second after the show I was like, see you tomorrow. Cause it just, it was like, it, damn it. We got so much more, bro. We got so much fucking more to get you. Galea
1: was also using the moon that night in particular as, as his source of inspiration for the visuals. So the show opened up with on the background um, and on the side. Of just a close up of the moon, and they opened up with yes, planet uh, for the rich, and that shit or Mars for the rich, right? Right, Mars for the rich, and yep. it was just, ah, yeah, just it was perfect. It was orange. Yeah, yeah I didn't even mention that. Yeah, the, the moon was like pretty <laughs> orangey and ready that night. It was pretty neat, and then he enhanced it a little bit and it was and he just. It kept Red coming Mars! back. You know what I mean? It was a good bell rod <laughs> background. Yeah. It kept it was a good people loved it. it. It it kept getting shout outs. Oh my god, I can't wait to talk about something. All right, let's let's move on. Uh the last thing, <laughs> anything else that you want to mention about uh night number one, besides it was pretty cool. We had a ton of Killer amp night. going into it from the meetup. It, it was very exciting. We had a, we had squads spread out throughout the entire dude, audience. Yeah, we were
0: shout out to everybody, bro. We were representing all, we were all over that out. place, man. We very were gizzed cool. out. We, there was people gizzed we were saying out, what's dude. up
1: to. We saw the t shirt represented. Um, <laughs> I saw t shirt yeah, every shit. night. That was sick. Uh, every I could see it at least once <laughs> every single show, and. <laughs> That's tight. We I saw the Giz community out in full blast and people wearing their costumes. It it was dope. It it was a Hell good yeah. first Wholesome. uh get to gizin. The I, I love I, I love the showcasing of it all. Uh second night. Do you wanna go you wanna move on or do you have anything else to say about the first night?
0: No. Okay. No, no, that's good. Cool. The first night killer. First night killer. Second night uh, crushed. I could have almost predicted it to be honest. Leia Singer um,
1: opened up uh these two nights, right? Yes. Okay. Yes.
0: And th- I think like they aim more and more into this right here. It's just like to start real slow, chill. They did the same in Miami, not with Leah, but with somebody else. Uh, low chill energy because they know what they're bringing, bro. They're bringing like Leah senior was a uh, get to your seat, get cozy, grab a beer. We're coming out nasty. Senior. Um, sure. Could almost predict that they were coming out with uh, dripping tap. I was, I was like, here we go. It's like almost uh, I hate to say get out of the way because I love this damn tune. But it, w- it was a good op- a good long opener. Let's fucking rock. We're here to this rock This is for tonight. the second night. To go into the second yes. night. O- opening night two. Dripping Tab. Into Gaia after that. And that goes into uh, a- another Cavs uh, drum solos. Where he's just ripping the shit out of it. They played Gaia, I don't know, 10, 11 minutes. I'd be curious to know. Hot track. That was Cavs. It. Predator X.
1: Cavs went off the second night. Cavs. Cavs went off the second night. Went off, dude. He, he, went off, he, bro. He, I think he went off the first night. He did a great job all night. But he really brought the heat the second night. He was feeling it, and he played a significant solo. Um, it, it, it was pretty interesting to see. You don't see it very often. It's why I mention it. You don't get the Cavs shout out, the recognition. His drum set's growing. His technique's getting better. It's not he, he He's not just finding jams. He's finding jams within jams and techniques within techniques. That's when, when drummers... To the naked eye, you're not going to hear it. But under, if you're if you're in any type of musician field or whatever, you learn any type of music time signatures, and you listen to what he's doing, it's like, wait, what the fuck, dude? Because the music hides it so well. But I can't tell what's going on. I, I think he's there's a part of me that thinks he's developing grooves and bringing it to them, or learning new grooves, tweaking them and bringing it to them. Because to apply these grooves to something you hear, extraordinarily, extraordinary, extraordinary either point. way. I, I'm
0: sure that happens, e- yeah.
1: Extraordinary either way, man. And I, I'm really impressed with his development, most of all, to be the, the person in the band that I would say is the most humble, the guy who doesn't really get up there. Everybody has that opportunity to kind of get up there and shred a little bit and showcase. And he doesn't do it as much as he wants to, I feel like, or can or want, should. What's the word there? I don't know, but he ca- he definitely <laughs> is capable of doing it. He just chooses to not and he holds back. There was a fucking gong sitting behind him for three nights. I saw it used literally once. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> smack that bitch, man.
0: Smack it. Let's go. Bah. Bah.
1: We're
0: on the rocks, I thought it was going to
1: happen at the end of every night. Just doom. You know what I mean? <laughs> you were talking about See the second you tomorrow. night. Um can I mention Or ask you what was your energy like the second night? Were you equally as enthusiastic to see them? Were you less enthusiastic to see them? Were you like, okay, let me strap in? I gotta. Was this a? Because we went both nights back to back. Right. The second night, I I noticed that there was a lot of people that had not been there two nights and were talking about, oh man, I wonder what the first night. Oh, they were looking at sets and stuff like that. So. Mm-hmm. Again, going to okay. what I was saying earlier about the marathon stuff and the residencies, it felt like these people maybe hadn't gone all the shows, you know. So what We're, was you, wh- yeah, yeah,
0: I'll, yeah, which which is like cool, you know. I don't think. It, <laughs> It only seems because like they announced something. Oh yeah, we're going to all those, but like not everybody goes to all the shows. You know what I right. mean? But that, uh, sometimes I forget that. To be honest, I'm
1: like, really? You didn't? You didn't just buy a ticket for the night before too? Like what's going on? Well, and they don't sell the packages like that. So, but they. It, it, yeah, so let not. me ask you, how was your energy? Um, I'll, I'll, I'll just say it. My mine was out of whack for multiple reasons, personal reasons. I I was tired. All a, b- a bunch of stuff was impacting my mood. How was your mood? Was it just like, I'm down. I'm excited. Let's fucking go. Yeah, I, I came in. I mean, better than I had a
0: good mood the first day, but better than the second because now we had been to Red Rocks. Now I knew like where where to go, where we were gonna get dropped off, where to jump into the right. line once once that time came. We knew like the seating wasn't. Not that huge of a deal, like, oh my god, like, how are we gonna find a seat? We knew like where the bathrooms were, where the you know, what I'm saying, so like, I felt very comfy with the venue. My only and my only anxiety was on the set because I had was putting a lot of, I'm like, damn, they didn't play XYZ. I want to see, I'm just hoping they play it tonight, yeah. you know. So that was my only, my true only anxiety was on the performance, nothing else, you know. So that was fun, right? I will say. As I'm looking now, I, I I couldn't have told you this without looking at the set. Night two, set one, with everything I just mentioned, my least favorite of of these sets. Thank you for saying and, that. And this, thank you for saying that honestly. Okay. Yeah. And and that hurts me to say. Only for truly one, re- I I love dripping tap. I've seen it though. Only reason it hurts is is because a um bitter boogie. I've I haven't seen that live, and I fucking love that goddamn tune and i love the the duality of stew and ambrose singing on the same track and like stew like owns the first half and then ambrose comes and fucking dominates the track it's just it's very cool man so i was bitter boogie was beautiful and everything i expected and i loved it but the rest i mean it's almost it's almost like uh every track i would pick not to play predator x i don't really care for it if we're being honest i like organ farmer pretty tight plora my least favorite song and was that KG? Hate to say it, Odd Life. I like it. I wouldn't have picked it, but it was cool to see. Doom City. We've seen it four or five times. KGOW. Not my track on on KG or LW. Boogeyman, Sam Fire, Sleepwalker. That was super sick, actually. Sea of Trees. Incredibly random. And then ending with Bitter Boogie. That was cool. But uh, man, I I could tell you six songs I would have gladly traded for almost anything else and hurts me to say no, it guys but I, i'm just keeping it, it real no,
1: hey i it, it that's what we're talking about right now so i'm i don't like that's it we don't want to be hey, it was fucking awesome like that what amazing is, amazing nah, amazing it's not a show that's like a perfect 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 stuck <laughs> in dick the whole time and like not being honest so i it is right. the set that i i noticed the people were the least into that it okay. was, people were checked out the most and not, they were talking. It was like people in front of me talking. Like there was a couple in front of me making out and just having conversations the whole time. There was dudes next Dude. to me talking. I could hear them to the right of me. And I was kind of like, in order to see the show, I had to position myself. Because this couple was like doing this number the whole night where they were squishing heads. So I'm doing this What is number. that, man? And because the venue's not malleable for seating, like you mentioned, and you can't move around too much. It's just like you're fucking there. I it was difficult. I got pushed over to the side to see the show and I could barely see Ambrose, which side note, my favorite person to watch during all these sets and I hate to be that guy, but it is what it is and I'm a little fan bitch. And I'm like trying to see Ambrose and dodging this guy's head. These guys are talking next to me. These guys are making out having full conversation. And I'm just like looking around like my hood's up, it's freezing, so like my hood is all the way up and I can't see past like the side of my face. <laughs> and the first set, I was like, bro, oh, what is going on? And they're like Brian said, they're literally playing songs, that I'm like, okay, okay, tight, 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 tight. It felt like they were playing them because they knew them because they just made them. So, like, they were fresher or whatever than songs that they could have done and gone a little deeper in the bench. Wow, this is a heavy criticism. I'm sorry, guys. They could have went a little deeper in the bench that night, and the only reason I'm saying this is because of night three That's the only reason I'm saying that. Because you really start to realize how deep that shit is. Like bangers. That they and even in like night three, there was like, okay, they could have played that too, that too, that too. The first set of the second night was definitely the set that I was checked out the most on. And I went up to take a pee, got a beer, sat down for a little bit, and like was a little checked out for a little bit not and again I had personal stuff going on that I'm not going to talk about on the podcast me and my wife are still together it's not don't don't fucking th- I'll call her don't <laughs> message her all right you freaks hey 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 I heard the news I uh I killed an alligator with my bare hands that's the personal thing and I'm being sued <laughs> <laughs> they call them endangered still but that motherfucker came out of nowhere and I was like ah! and wanted my dog hey, when you from it Florida it was really different bro. you you guys wouldn't it understand it wasn't going to happen <laughs> <laughs> You <laughs> see what this means? You see what this means? I got it on my chest. Um, don't I forgot good. what I was talking about, but I had other stuff going on. Made it a weird night, so it was just that set. And I was like, "Damn!" I, because in the back of my head, I'm like, yeah two two nights in a row. I don't know if this is. I don't know about this one, guys." And that's why I mentioned it in the beginning. I was a little like, Egh. The second part of the set, though, what did you feel about that? Second part of the show. Let's see here. Second set. Right. Second right, right. night. Set two. Second part of the show. Um,
0: tight. Uh, man. Actually, you know what? Yeah, I had a lot of fun for this one. This one right. felt more like the hmm, a lot of a lot of greatest hits right. from King Gizzard here. Uh, Perihelion pretty tight. That really, for me, it's just a super random start. Um, to set two, and then Mind Fuzz. It's like right. that's awesome. You know, you you want to see that stuff at Red. As a band you want to see it at Red Rocks, of course, and Emily said this. It's so funny because, like, this was really wholesome, but just also funny. Like seeing her her fandom grow in King Gizzard is, is, like, really, really cute to see, man. And she loves the Mindfuzz shit. And they played it in Miami, and she was just like... Duh, 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 duh. So she's just like, it's just so weird seeing that and not, like, being being in the mix. And, like, while you can appreciate it and, like, it, you... you it's like watching. It's like uh, now. It's like watching your kid play t ball or something, <laughs> and 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 he's doing really well, and he's saying like his acceptance speech of like he won player of the year. You know, it's like you see it and you're like, man, he's so good. They he has so much fun doing it. You know, like, I'm so I'm so proud. You know, and like so mindfulness felt like that now. You know, you're not shoving and pushing, um, and I'm gonna say that again here in a minute with some other music, but Tezita, amazing, sick. I'll take that any day of the week. We've seen it in Atlanta one time; that was awesome. But seeing that at Red Rocks is very cool. And then they jump into the Ultra Beast. I mean, I was hungry. I've been joking with Emily about this for no exaggeration two years. I was like, "You ready to be at Red Rocks?" And they play all of the Ultra Beast. So, like, uh, so that and with with Leah there, which we didn't mention about night one. Laura Lightning with her different that whole the whole murder of the universe stuff with her really does add another cool. Weird dimension and it, it sounds crazy. We're like, oh my god!
1: Three nights, very cool. Three nights. She, she three nights, did that. She came out all, came all the out time. three. So they very cool. They sprinkled man. murder in there and got her in all three times, and it was really cool. So cool, really dude. Cool. And really smart. And, and I
0: think you would agree with this: is is you, you see um her level of her level of comfort from night one to night two, and I'm sure night three, she's getting more and more cozy. She knows the
1: fans oh. love the murder of the universe. You know what I mean so it, Cause she, that was really cool I mean the first set of the first her first set from the first night it's an uncomfortable experience when like you're really just playing to the first 20 rows and if the shit goes back but the lights are blasting you can't see that so you're just playing to the first few rows and Maybe they're watching, or most likely they're in line—an epic line for a poster that is going to be sold out by the time they get up to the front. And they're like, "God damn it!" And like, "Hey, (laughs) (laughs) that's uh, fine. I'll just get four shirts." Lines going up here, lines going up there. There was (laughs) massive, bro, massive lines for merch. It's crazy. So I felt bad because people were still getting comfortable, and you know, people were still coming back. So she was a little uncomfortable. But when she came out and did the stuff for murder she felt the dude. love. She was like, "Oh shit, that's what they, man. that's what these motherfuckers feel." Man, hell yeah, bro. Like that's cool, bro. But jam And here's dude. my thing though. she had been on tour with them all tour long, so like she felt that. She got the confidence. So maybe it was just an intimidating venue, I don't know. Um uh, but it was sick no doubt. No hearing doubt. her all three nights doing the thing. So it's cool. Pretty tight. Um, I definitely wouldn't feel comfortable reading in front of others, but I would have to. I would have it memorized. Oh, I would have it memorized.
0: Oh no, and I'm sure. Yeah, dude. Uh, she's probably. I. I, I was. Th- it's funny you mentioned that. I was thinking that. I was like, man, like any little blip in this would sound so. You know, it would really, for a band that's pretty Of course, you know every band makes their little this and that. And there's one. they're pretty smooth. There's a man, timing
1: like, that she has in the song that yes, is like really dude. specific that she has King to be a musician kind of <laughs> get. It's weird. It's a weird, weird little role. And she got the love she deserved yeah, for it. She did. It she was got cool. it. Wholesome. It was pretty neat. But yeah. good good, good shout out, Brian. We would have forgot about that.
0: Yes. Homegirl.
1: Um, so
0: that was really cool. Ultra Beast, love that. Amber Grease, love that. I'm oh, Dude, yeah, Joey, Joey tracks just hit more and more. That's another one that
1: the more I hear, I'm just like, oh,
0: damn it. So good. Muddy Water was cool. We've seen it. Um.
1: Joey played uh, for some the most that I've ever seen him play. Do you agree with that?
0: Um,
1: no. You mean like during the set total. or total, total, total? Oh it yeah, felt dude, like no. more he's, of he's a shared. Okay, this is like a Joey stew band now, rather than a um, stew with all these other fucking Jamokes making songs. Like it, it felt more <laughs> like I, I, and you know, I don't mean that. That's not what I really mean. I'm, of I'm course. just saying that <laughs> stew writes the bulk of the songs and then these guys will write a banger that ends up being the single on the fucking album typically, which is funny. Um, not to say Stu doesn't write, dude, this is so hard not to offend anybody. But anyways, it was interesting to see that Joey was showing up a lot more. Do you agree with that?
0: Oh yeah. And I I think he, he had to be, he, that's another part of the progression of King Gizzard is a, a, throwing that guy i mean i don't want to no i'm not even going to mention it yet because we'll talk about that for night three but yeah he's awesome bro his songs are killer he needs
1: to be depicted more he's
0: yeah he's fucking awesome
1: i, I think um, it is healthy for the progression of the band i agree with you
0: yeah bro yeah we, we love fans we love all these guys bro you know it's it's not one of those bands where you know you know you you know the lead and you have no idea who the other guys are uh, dude this is so not that they're the complete they're the, they're the complete opposite you of that and band, i man, you know you and I. Ah, dude, I don't know, man. I still I mean, of course, not everybody across the board, but a weird um, I would say a weird amount of the King Gizzard fans know the whole King yeah. Caboodle, man. We'll talk about that in a second. Um so uh Amber Grease, Muddy Water tight, huge muddy water, from this. Set. Muddy
1: Water was there, right? I knew they played it and I water just was couldn't there. remember when they played it. That was that was lit. They did a good job. And Muddy Waters is like a an anthem type thing so like having it in that type of of feeling was very cool very cool for sure
0: that's nice okay i'm glad you dug that that's tight uh iron lung was huge for me i i that
1: that was those that was that was second night
0: song i was most excited to see
1: yeah damn that that all kind of blends in together with me that's crazy i'm glad you have the list in front of you That's wild.
0: Same. Oh, oh, I would, dude. I'd be. It would be very shady if I didn't. I couldn't understand it all.
1: Awesome. Iron Lung awesome song. They
0: crush that whole thing. Visuals are nuts. Ambi's going in, and then to go into that, and at this point, I'm looking at my looking at my phone. I'm like, how much longer do they have? Man? Yeah. You know. Now we know. Yeah. Now we know. So it's like, what are what are they ending here with? And then you start seeing like, you start hearing that. Oh, too familiar tune, uh, and the Nana Gon Infinity opens the door, and the Nana in the background, and it's just like, this is one that I mean, you and me can share because we've seen a bunch, but this is also like, if I may speak for you here, this this is what told what me do? this is the best fucking band of the planet. This is what got us like, this is what opened the door, bro. The not not necessarily the first thing we heard, but it fucking opened the door, bro. We love some Nana affinity, Infinity, <laughs> man. So, to to reference my little kid T ball. Thing this was like seeing the boys like of course they gotta play Nonagon Infinity yeah. like this at Red Rocks bro like yeah. they've and uh, Joe I, th- I think it was night one Joey said um yeah man we used to watch Incubus play here and stuff back we never thought we'd play here like I know he meant that bro you know what I mean like and Incubus is a really funny example but it's so true you know and like to them now to be playing one of the most profitable albums Robot Stop Gamma Knife People Vulture and they did this uh, Mr. Beat iron lung
1: blend at the end that I was just like, (gasps) what?
0: Fucking cool, That's a good mention. Fucking
1: cool. Um, Mr. Beat doesn't show up. It just doesn't show up, and for them to whip it out and play it perfectly and wrap it into everything. Smooth. Very smooth. Very, very smooth.
0: And it was like their past and their present with the Mr. Beat iron lung, and it was like, uh, it, it, it was like an, a nice good night It wasn't what I predicted It's not what I saw Not necessarily quote-unquote what I didn't know I wanted But it was cool, man um, Oh, yeah, I knew I cool wanted it after tonight, the dude.
1: first set From the second night yeah. I was like, okay, there we. now we're talking Okay, alright, every song I was Hit like there we Okay, okay, okay It was just not <laughs> I get it, I get it not ha- I don't know why I, I, I feel that way But I agree, and I'm glad you said it And I'm glad I, I, I didn't have to be a fucking hater but uh, yeah, the second set for the second night was off the chain, off the chain, good man. Yeah, it was great, killer. That was,
0: yeah, I I enjoyed that quite a bit. Cool. Um, let's jump into nine three, man. I have that list in front of me too. Um, now this one, if you guys, well, I know we mentioned before, but Tommy made it to this one. Tommy is a Colorado resident, I
1: Oh, whatever, man. Don't give me excuses. Don't give Colorado. me excuses. I'm a savage. Okay, I go to shows no matter where they're at. I, it doesn't matter. I'll be there. Okay, I'm I'm I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, a yeah, real yeah, King I'm... Gizzard fan. Don't 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 come over here and act like I'm just some guy who lives here. Okay, I'm going, Daddy. Whatever, I'm going, man. Daddy. I, whatever, man. Uh, yeah. So let's. I I I went to the third one, November second, which is weeks away. So I had, I got a little distance from seeing him live, so I could get reenergized For sure. about seeing him again. Which I, which it. I liked, yeah, I liked that a lot. But the main reason why I was excited to see them was the Murlocs were opening up. Now I didn't know this. Oh man, yeah, at I'm glad you time, read that. Up. I didn't write that down. I forgot. But the Murlocs were opening up for Leah uh, Seymour S- Senior. Leah Seymour. That's really oh, hard yeah. for my mouth to say. I'm sorry, guys. Leah Senior. I want to say singer for some reason, but Leah Se- Senior. She was the second act. So the opener were the Murlocs. And I was really kind of surprised about that. I, I, really. I I, I didn't... May, I, like you said, maybe they want a soft feeling, and then they bring the heat or whatever, but...
0: Well, I, I kind of think it, it makes sense for, for Cook and Ambrose, if anything. You okay. know what I mean? Like, give them a little more okay. downtime. That's fair. I didn't think about that. You know, before jumping no, that's in. Fair.
1: That's fair. And
0: I would say that's the only reason, if we're being honest. I,
1: but I walked up, and like... They started playing, and I'm like, oh, shit. And, like, heard, Oh, dude, dude what the fuck? Row, I went, I ran down to row 45. And just, I mean, from the stairs, not the stairs that are on the side, actual seats, I was just running down the fucking thing. <laughs> and just, like, trying to get there. Nobody gave a fuck. I hate to, that sounds shitty. Nobody gave a fuck, like, that they were playing. People were talking. Huh, it was really weird. noisy um that's so weird and i that was always, like going to get up there but people were positioning themselves for king gizzard so i mean i'm not trying to fucking i was there by myself by the way um uh, originally my wife was gonna go but she got super sick and she was sick for like a week and it just kept getting worse she's like no i'm gonna go i'm gonna go and it was just it was too late so i'm not gonna go <laughs> i hit up like three different people they were sick out of town working Nobody could go. We were looking at plane myself. tickets, Suck. and when I got, to I was the, like, "Can I fun. make I it lady, today?" And she's like, "Can I give it away for free?" I was like, "Of course, I don't care to give it away to some savage that couldn't get in." She's like, "Okay, I'll find him." And I was like, "You could do that?" And she's like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah." I was like, "Oh, oh yeah. badass! All right, fucking give it to him." I, I'm not going to resell it. No, going to Be online trying to resell it right now. Shit. So <laughs> the Mer, I, I was excited to see the Merlucks. The Merlucks. I recorded some stuff, and they ended up. Uh, Yeah, uh, I was just sending it to you because I had terrible service. So I was just I was filming stuff and messaging it to Brian. Brian was posting it. The Murlocs ended up sharing uh, one of our videos. And yeah, that's really cool. And that kind of blends into what I'm saying. But I don't think enough of these people know that Ambrose is in King Gizzard. I told it to three different strangers at the show. That's baffling to me, actually. That's blowing my brain. Nobody knew that. Nobody. I'm not even kidding. Three different people at three different spots that I was in. I was like, oh, wow, I was really here to see the Murlocs. And they are like, really? Oh, I've never heard of them before. I was like, yeah, two of the members me, of the band from Ke- that you're here to see tonight, they're in that band. And they... What? What? Dude, it was great. I was like, Yeah, it's Ambrose. He's the front man. And they're like, Who's Ambrose? I was like, Ambrose is the guy standing over The beautiful motherfucker. I was like, All right, man. I was like, good talk, man. I'll talk to you. So like I don't know that you're I'm a move, man. I'm a move. I don't move. know that you're a hundred percent right about that. I, I I don't think that people no, that's fair. knew who they were. And the people that did were standing there, um, Cheering when the song, I could hear them. I could hear dudes going, "Yeah, fuck yeah!" They were just Hell excited. Yeah. So like that was happening, but it was like not, yeah. And it was more than uh, Leia's set because they didn't, they really didn't know her songs. So like, you right. know, Ambrose was doing stuff that was like fucking sick. You know what I mean? Some real, but but and then He's some so good, newer dude. stuff too. It was really, it was a, I it was a really cool set. If you asked me all the songs he played, I couldn't tell you. But it was a really, really cool set. And I was standing there the whole time, just like, I was blown away. I was like, this is so badass to see them play. Oh, so, so it tight. was that, you know, uh, baseball kid metaphor that you gave. Yeah. For sure. So. <laughs> t-ball, T-ball. <laughs> moving on from that, uh, Leah had a good set. Leah, um, Leia, Leah, Princess Leia, had a good set. And King Gizzard. I was kind of, I'm going to be honest with you. I was like, what are they going to play now? That was my, as I, what (laughs) I, I'd seen them, that's a six hours, five and a half at that point, right? Five and a half. But even then they're playing the new album in the intermission of the stuff that is just coming out. So even then it's, yeah, we still got King Gizzard, you know what I mean? In the intermission. So it was really still three hours. So really six hours of material that we got. I was like, "What are they gonna play? That I, is gonna," and like you said, the second, Boing? the end of the second set of the second night was like, "Yeah, we know what you want." Gamma Knife, like they, they went, they went, they went. They went. <laughs> Which for me, Gamma Knife is the reason that I fell in love with this band. I know we've listened to Mind Fuzz stuff, but Gamma Knife, the video, the solo, the drum solo. Uh, it, all of that visual stuff I was like this band I like this band I don't know where they came from but I want to like them and then they just kept putting out stuff that I liked and loved and I've never really have enjoyed going to a concert by myself I used to do it all the time when I was a teenager because I like funky ass little bands that my friends would make fun of me for if I brought them to so uh, I went by myself often. Brought we're looking at one right now that would make fun of me for the for the man, um, dude. The third night was the one, and if you wanted to, if you wanted to see a perfect King Gizzard set, the third night that was it. And I I know. I know you might want to see Gamma Knife, or I'm sorry, Nonagon, and I know you might want to see. They did play some Nonagon, and I know you might want to see some Mind Fuzz. I know you might want to s- see the river. You're really excited. You need to see the river, even though they kind of jammed on that for a little bit. Actually, they did do a little river jam. Mm. Um, river jam. Trust me, that third night, that was for the giz heads. That was for fans. Where I saw some people check in and out for sure. I saw some people that were there to. S- they knew infest. They knew. The new, maybe the newer uh, stuff, the KGLW stuff, Uh, maybe the brand new stuff that came out. But basically, there was, I was surrounded by infest guys. And that's cool. But there's a lot of, one dude in particular that was, he literally yelled out Freebird. Freebird! I was like, get the, are you in a Gizzy concert? Get the fuck out of here, bro. He was an older guy. He was like 50, 60. So good one. Good one hands down, the best King Gizzard set I've ever seen. I thought it was I felt like it was catered to me. I needed the set. I needed to like and I know that sounds weird, but again, personal stuff. I needed to like get back into the right line of mindset with King Gizzard. And seeing them alone, seeing that set was really important for that. And I got a I got a special treat that night, man. Some special treats oh, where wow. I it was a little weird because I had to leave my set and I was completely solo. or leave my seat and I was completely solo, and just running to the bathroom, getting a beer, and coming right back. That was a little tough, but I got it done. Um, I'm back, buddy. I'm back, buddy. Doing it and making sure I, did, I got my seat back was really hard because no one was there to save it for me. Yeah. So I had to like kind of make friends with this guy next to me who didn't know that Ambrose and Cook Dog were in the Murlocs. But he had a lot. He, this dude was talking to me. He he was gizzing out. He was having a good time. Um, he was like, I looked back at him one time and then he like made eye contact. He goes, Bro, I was having a moment, man. I was like, it's all good, baby. We good, No not worry. Uh, I've been there, man. It was an incredible set. I know that game. Everybody got their due. Uh close to perfect as I've ever seen it. And that's that's all I can say without you listing off the songs, which is the way we should end it. But it was an amazing set. I many, many I was texting you the whole time. I was sending you videos. I've never been on my phone that much at a show. And the whole time I was like, oh my, what the fuck? I was just texting Brian videos and just like sending him like, I can't believe you're not here for this. Like this is mind blowing that this is the set that you didn't see. That blows my mind. It was unfair. I felt sad for you and just like this is songs that you've been waiting to see for a long time. That I, and then, yeah, I was really sour about that songs that were mine are also like kind of monumental in, within our friendship. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. But at the same time, it was special to see them by myself and just have my whole attention locked onto them. Cause no matter what, when you're in a group of friends, you're in a group of friends. And then you see that, then it annoys the shit out of me. But like, I was so locked in to the show and the, the concert. And it was such a unique, awesome experience. Um, yeah. It was fucking cool. That's all I have to say about that.
0: Like the insight. I feel all that. Uh so I mean, there's a hilarious amount of bangers in this. Um uh my phone just told me I'm a 10%, so I'll keep my um too much of my bitter aggression away. But uh too much of my bitter boogie, yeah, but Brian
1: doesn't have a charger.
0: Clearly. Um A lot of killer shit I like here, man. Yeah, so it was a. Uh, it was nuts, man. Uh, a friend of our of the podcast, Daniela, she's married to our good buddy, uh, Giz Family. She said she felt betrayed by this set, man. She's like, they announced Red Rock so many years ago. All right. It was such a big deal, whatever. She's like, and then they announced a third show less than a month before it happens, and they play their most, like, Iconic gizzard shit. She's like, What the fuck, man? In our group chats we have been talking about all these songs for literally years. Iconic. And it just felt like you're you're like you're gonna add a almost like a secret third show. And just like and drop all the truest of King Gizzard bangers, so I, I was like, damn, away like, that was from like, that's, the that's other true. shows.
1: So you have no way yeah. to put it in the schedule if you're a fan coming in. So that. tough. You, you have to create another trip to come out here. So it's yes. basically for people that live in Colorado. Real talk, and yes, believe and me, like, you know the super. It was it, yeah tough. It was man. people there on dates and shit that didn't know the band. That didn't know what the fuck was going on. I'm not even exaggerating. There was people around me that were leaving midway through the second set. And I'm like, are you fucking serious, dude? Like, you don't listen to this band at all if you're doing that. They're playing bangers.
0: Deep into their bag, for sure. I mean, I'll run through some. I mean, they start with Digital Black. That's tight. The Hantayumi stuff, that's amazing. Vomit Coffin murder the universe i mean i i love that shit that's super cool that that's a blast if you don't like the murder the universe stuff that's unfortunate for you because that's that's really cool uh blame it on the weather super random track um that looked tight but then man I'm, I, I can't even talk about it I'm, I'm looking at work this time like, they played fucking work this time bro and that that joey solo he's just fucking shredding his face apart man and shredding everybody else's face it's like that's a hit dude that's a hit hit but they played it perfectly Whoa. too
1: They played it perfectly. It wasn't like a warped version of it. It was like so on point. So on point. It was so rewarding. Felt like I earned it. I'm not even going to lie. I felt like as a fan I earned seeing that song live. I've not seen that. I've wanted this. Everybody wants to see that song live. Everybody's been tripping. I felt like I earned that one, buddy. And it was glorious. It was. And then Joey just fucking. Dude. (sighs) I was like, dude, Joey, Joey, bringing it, and that night again, dude, I was just like, dude, trees, what the fuck, bro? And we were even texting because I had the extra ticket last minute. I was, we were looking at ways to get Brian out here, guys. It wasn't a lost effort. <laughs> we were trying to figure day it out. of. It just was. <laughs> it literally physically wasn't possible without teleportation or a superhero involved. Um, yeah.
0: <laughs> so yeah, that that looked like a highlight for first set. Uh, lava, that's killer cutthroat boogie man what a wild card Wow, wow, road train sadie sorceries yeah there's a lot of fun self emulate her and i i know that's dave from the, the facebook group's number one song so i'm sure he was grumpy about that one hot wax total wild card they don't they, they don't play that very often um that's cool and then ending they ended the first um first set with crumbling
1: castle into fourth color that's pretty tight. hard that's definitely pretty tough hard fourth color I, huh? I know you don't like it I know you're not a fan or whatever but fourth <laughs> color was hardcore bro ah <laughs> <laughs> dude that riff is so sick but just like ah yeah it was a good fucking I'm not gonna sing song but fucking ripped dude fucking ripped it man uh let's just get to it cause I don't so want your good. phone to die let's get let's get to what we wanna talk about real fast here uh yeah okay well okay yeah fine fine the second then. set last Ma- set magical yeah second set but, night three. also your friend was right she should feel betrayed that I I would feel betrayed I would feel betrayed as a Giz fan that that's that could have been so the second night could have been the third set that like kind of not throwaways but like stuff that like you probably have seen before because you probably if you saw all three sets it's like all right you'll get these songs but the second right, right, right. should have been the third night for sure for fucking sure, dude. They should have flipped those. If nights. you've
0: had those tickets, you, you If you've had those tickets, you've been a Gizzard fan at the minimum three You're years. Pissed. At, at this You're point, pissed. you
1: know what I mean. So it's just marriages like, damn, it's have just, been it's just had. Too many bangers. Kids have been had. People have died in the True process, story. dude. And they True don't story, get man. the show that they didn't get, dude. So fucking funny. <laughs> um, yeah, dude. I uh, got. It's not funny. Sorry. It's funny because I went to all three, but it's not funny. Uh, Although I'd be laughing either way. I'd be laughing either way. We're good um but yeah let's talk let's talk about what what you're pissed about the most they uh they played a special song that you've been waiting on for a long time head
0: on pill yeah open the you know i I always envisioned that they would open one of the sets i did not know which one it would be but i I guess i wasn't wrong but i figured they would open one of the sets with head on pills and uh yeah it was the last set that's pretty fucking tight super jealous of missing that that leading into am i in heaven is just like Two of my absolute favorite Gizzy tracks. So it's just like say these motherfuckers. I'm not gonna lie, I did kind of have a very thick indication that he would play it after they didn't play it in the first six hours of music in the first two days. Um so that that was that was the personal attack. That that's what Daniela was talking about. That was the uh the mm, uh Venusian one and Venusian two after that, super cool. Billabong Valley, minimum brain size, I could live without it. Maybe one of my favorite, definitely off LW, they play Static Electricity, yeah. bro. Right. Our homegirl Amber, was, she was like, that's the one I want to see the most. So she felt betrayed about that. too. Hot one Wax. One of Emily's favorite tunes, Let Me Bend the Track. Dude, just too too many
1: bops. Hot Wax, bro. Hot Wax, bro. Never thought I'd hear that one. Coming under the Never door. Never thought I'd, I'd hear that one. And they, they, they funked it up a little bit, make it a little easier on them, uh, and a little more uh, poppy. Not pop, not like pop like mm-hmm. popular but pop like hit more dum, dum, yeah dum, dum, and it really dum. smart move smart move it, it came out crisp that's it sounded great um everything and I got videos I haven't even posted yet uh, oh hell yeah Brian's banned me from the Instagram uh, I've been sending you're th- out nudes buddy to him nonstop so uh, too many nudes yeah, nudes dudes dudes nudes so yeah and dudes and nudes so what do you think about that. Do you think it's a, a full-on betrayal, or are you just jealous?
0: Um, Yeah, sort of. Uh, Let Me Mend the Past hits hits hard. You know, they played some more Ultra Beasts. That's really cool. And then ending with, like, song with I Float heard Along, Feel Your Songs. It's just – yeah, for sure. Uh, More Float Along, Feel Your – that's that's just too crazy, man. Those are just, like – I mean, I've, I've said on the podcast, Float Along, Feel Your Lungs is my favorite King Gizzard album. Probably. My favorite, like, not obvious. It's not, like, the Nonagon. It's not – Mind fuzz. It's 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 along. So those not seeing those really hurt. I I, I know I will see them in my future. It, it's it's all gearing up for something else. Maybe I wasn't zooted enough those first two nights. But maybe that's what it was. You know, maybe it, it, it's gonna wait for a night that I'm just oh my god I can't believe it. I'm gonna cry. It's gonna be sick. Yeah, that's what I have to take away from this. I I have to, or else I just bitter boogie all over it. So I
1: you know that's that's like where I am. I right understand. There. Um, so, best songs, uh, they sounded the best, the Murloc showed up, and Jason Galea, his visuals, hands down the best, I, I was like, this isn't the same guy that did the visuals the first two nights, these are two different people, <laughs> Who is? This? I don't think they were the same people, I'm not even kidding when I say that, I don't know that Jason Galea did the first two nights, cause the, the third night, it was fucking buck i was like there's no way he was using Mm. tons of shit dude tons of shit stuff that wasn't just like visuals around him he was inputting like either he didn't have his computer with him or something it was a completely different visual experience it was wild dude and i was like fuck this is sick so third night best show i would feel betrayed if i had those tickets for as long as you guys did um and then a nut packer like me comes in there and just fucking peanuts his way through that bitch. Nut I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I like I, that just came out of my mouth, so I threw peanut after. I it, know exactly so, what it means. Man. I don't know what it means. <laughs> a nut packer? Do I store nuts in 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 my mouth? And that's anyways. Um, you pack them, buddy. You pack. I em, like peanuts. Right? Peanut butter is my favorite thing on the planet.
0: I like peanuts. Anyways, uh, fantastic. Uh, so I I mean I, w- I obviously wasn't there nine three, but I would say that's the best set. It was no, for, that was definitely the best day. Um, all a blast, and again, you know we're you know we're picking here and there, and we've. I keep thinking too, it's because I've seen so many comments like, "Dude, these Red Rocks nights, talking about the first two, the best nights of my life." This and that. If you've never seen King Gizzard, especially, there was a lot of people's first time seeing them, which I got to keep in mind. Also, I mean, they they treated you, bro. Like you got you got the nonagons, you got the new stuff, you got the mind fuzz. Like I mean, they they treated you. Got microtonal, plenty of that sprinkled all over. These guys did great playing, I mean, if you calculate all 3 nights, it's their greatest hits. They honestly didn't miss anything. I mean, I thought they would play Superbug because of Corona, you know, because of COVID coming through. I, th- I thought Superbug would have been a funny one, but that almost feels dated at this point. That feels like 100 years ago. So, I I I think they 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 really covered everything, man. If you went to all 3 nights, Gizzer covered everything for you. And if I I of course, I'm a Cookie guy, I would have loved to see more Cookie
1: for sure. Um, but yeah, they they fucking nailed it. And if if anything, they, those are the best jams I've ever heard them do, ever. They were they like were jamming. Killer jams. And I, I was really into the jams. It wasn't just like, okay, where's the next song? I was like, damn, these guys are fucking bringing it right now. Joey soloed the best I've ever seen him solo. Everybody soloed the best i would ever seen him. And it made so much sense to what was going on and it brought on something else and brought on something else. It was a very cool little experience. Um, All in all, Definitely can't wait for round two. We're definitely going to do a now meetup. run it back, we're, you know, baby. We're going to run it back, and they're going to run it back. I'm excited about it all. It's going to be really fucking fun. Thank you guys for sticking fun, with man. us this whole time. Um, before we let you go, we do want to mention a couple things that we're doing for the holidays. Uh, we got a T-shirt. On the works, on the background, uh, we'll be... We're going to show you very we'll soon. We'll be inching it out a little bit by a little bit until uh, we full-on release it. So keep an eye out. Make sure to follow the Gizverse on Instagram to get the uh, full updates. Um, I'm, uh, I'll Pull zoom up. in there. Uh, to get the full updates. So also, I'm going to be doing some special wood burning I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say exactly what it is wood burningness King gizzard related stuff that we're gonna be releasing through the podcast and uh selling directly to mm. you guys, so we've also talked about getting an Etsy store going on because we kind of have a lot of stuff and we wanna make it more readily available rather than through instagram so uh those are kind of the next couple things coming out, but keep your eyes open, follow the Instagram account on the uh yeah there you go dude get us banned get us banned from youtube yeah, now i got to block you out dude that's ridiculous they don't know oh, they, oh, they, they don't they know, know what it is they know they don't it's know what it's crack it is. <laughs> it's it's cra- bryan's crack so keep an eye out for that thank you guys for listening to the show we really really appreciate all the support you guys are whatever safe. you uh listen to this on please follow us and, and subscribe it on there that helps with people that are looking for us and we appreciate you just getting bothered by notifications and stuff like that. So happy, we love happy, budget, thanks, uh, gizming, uh, Brian. Real fast before <laughs> before we let each other go, this is a little tradition that some families do. My family never did it because we're not thankful for anything. But in the giz world, what are the three? You know what? You can just say one thing because your phone's gonna die. What is your, what is the <laughs> thing you're most thankful for um, during the. Uh, th- Thanks, holidays. <coughs> I'm
0: gonna do it fast. But I'm gonna say three anyway.
1: You want me to go first? Right after this cough. I'm jumping in.
0: I am thankful for for the boys themselves. Uh, by that I mean their creativity, their want to work, their want to come to the United States. That's a big one. We could bitch all we want, but they pull up to the U.S. That's where they be- make their bag. Hate to say it. So thankful for them and their willingness to work. Thankful for Red Rocks. You know, thinking about like wrapping up the year. It was a lot of anticipation, man. So, like, Red Rocks being the meetup, being in Colorado, all that stuff, special, fucking special. Thankful for this podcast. That means you. That means the viewer. That means the listener. That means the capabilities to do this. I'm doing this on a laptop that now I have with a better microphone than we did in the beginning of the year. Thankful
1: for the progression and where we're going. And, yeah, dude, that's what I'm thankful for, man. Cool, man. I'm a – I'm going to tell Emily you're not thankful for her, so that that's going to hurt her feelings. But This is related, Sorry, bro. Dude. You said Giz related, so, man. I, I'm, uh, I'm thankful for King Gizzard. I'm thankful for the podcast, uh, and I'm thankful for all the new material that they keep putting out. This year, generating it. I'm thankful for the Red Rock shows. I'm thankful for the residency, residency shows. All that stuff that makes it easy to love this band and continue to support them. As you guys continue to support us, that's so fucking cool. It's all kind of been a circular thing. And seeing how big the meetup was, that's probably the thing I'm thankful for the most this year, Uh, Giz related, is the meetup. That thing was fucking really cool. Putting that together was stressful. Having it all work out in the way that it did was beautiful. I I mean, yeah. I've never felt more attached to um, a project like this then in that moment it really felt it was an eye-opening experience and we're definitely gonna uh, lean into it as much as we possibly can so we're gonna keep going and we're thankful most of all i would say for you guys for listening to the show and being the the tiny little auditorium for us to to talk to and talk with and we're gonna be doing more stuff hopefully with you guys in the future because i know you guys are itching to get on the podcast and talk i i I, we get the messages and we're sorry but we yeah we're gonna do better about the fan participation part specifically and i'm not gonna make any guarantees or anything else besides that that's the only thing i'm gonna say but thank you so much for listening guys thank you for buying a shirt if you bought it thank you for buying a sticker if you bought it thank you for just giving us a dollar if you did that that was super nice too there's people that just (laughs) did that Thank you for being a part of uh, this project and uh, being a part of the fan base, being a part of the Gizverse. You guys are fucking awesome. We'll talk to you soon after the holidays, and uh, keep 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 your eyes open. We got we got a couple treats, couple treats coming your way. Ew. And buy those tickets fast. Don't buy the resell. Buy the tickets fast. If they go on resell, fuck it. Wait for them to go down. Don't support that industry. That's crazy. Unless you're a billionaire and you don't give a shit about anything in life, which I respect 100%. So. All So, right, Ryan. I love you, buddy. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for my wife. I said it. You can say it if you want to.
0: Thankful for this world, guys. We thankful, baby. All right, buddy. We'll we loving everybody we'll out here. We'll
1: talk to you soon. We'll talk to you guys soon. Have a good one. Have a good Thanksgiving if you're celebrating that. And have a good uh, other holidays if they fall underneath the same day. So we'll talk to you guys soon. Peace. Happy G- Happy G- Peace out! G- Woo! I am Go, 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 a turkey! Go, 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 Space shuttle, snail shell Merrigo round, conveyor belt The army tag, ventilator Mechanical bull, respirator metallic coon border Boiling my organs Centering gravity Give me the mushrooms, I believe.